What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode. On this episode, we are going to meet the one and only Lexi Smith. Unless there is another Lexi Smith out there in the world, on this episode, we are going to meet the one and only Lexi Smith that works at Cat and Cloud. And I'm pretty sure no one else with that name works here. So, anywho, on this episode, we are going to hear a story from someone who started off as a frequent guest in our cafes to then taking the plunge and applying to become one of the team members here at Cat and Cloud. Lexi started off as one of our concierge people at our Portola location to then becoming one of the baristas and now currently working at the roastery helping roast all the beans we all know and love. And while listening to this story, it is a very inspiring and tear-jerking one and throughout the episode you'll hear how a major theme is no matter how much you plan or prepare or think you're set up for something things don't always pan out like you hope and wish they would and sometimes that's kind of for the best a short disclaimer about this episode this episode was supposed to launch two weeks ago but i have been experiencing some technical difficulties, especially in the sound realm, specifically on my vocals, and I couldn't figure it out. And uh, if you know anything about podcasts or have a podcast of your own, you know, sometimes these things happen and it just be like that. No matter how careful you are, it just be like that. So my sincerest apologies for not having an episode uploaded when it should have been. And also, I'd love to hear from you if you've been experiencing something where you planned so well for and so carefully and it still didn't work out. How did you do it? How did you move forward? I want to know. Please send me a message. Come into the cafes. Send me an owl. All in all, this isn't about technology and this isn't about what happened and what didn't happen. This is about Lexi and her sharing her story with us. So Lexi, I hope you're having a great day. Don't even pay attention to me. Listen to her share her story with the world. Have a great day, everyone. I'll see you guys later. That's fine. Oh man, this is so cool. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. <laughs> like I get the, the rules, like just stay in. You know, like this is how you do this. Yeah. No time. Yeah. And that's pretty much. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for like even letting me do this. Oh, of course. You're like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. One of the first things I wanted to start um, with was how was growing up in Gilroy? Oh, my God. Because I hear, I've heard Freaking little Gilroy. bits and pieces about you growing up in Gilroy. <laughs> and I think the biggest one that stands out is something about the Gilroy Queen or someone's crowned the Gilroy Queen. Freaking Garlic Queen. Garlic Queen, yeah. Oh, Gilroy. Were you a garlic queen? <laughs> no, I was never the garlic queen. There's a legit garlic pageant for the garlic queen. Like when you think of Gilroy, think of Gilmore Girls. What was the <gasps> uh, Star Hollow? Yeah, that's literally Gilroy. It's actually freaky. Like if you go to the one Starbucks, you run into all your ex-boyfriends. You run into all the girls <laughs> that hate you. You run into everybody, <laughs> and you're like. So you have to avoid that one Starbucks. Like, don't go it's there. like Jesse's Diner. Like, you don't want to go to that <laughs> Starbucks because you'll, like, run into everybody. There's the Knob Hill that you see everyone. But Gilroy is the best. It's the best. I, it's the best and worst. 
Because, <laughs> like, if you, if you go outside, you got to look good because you know you're going to run into someone. <laughs> you can't, like, be off. And they're usually like, oh, hey, good to see you. And then, you know, when you're walking away, they're like, oh, yeah, I heard that she's pregnant. And I heard that her baby you daddy heard is. right. I am pregnant. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, but it's the best little town ever. Like, I grew, I moved there when I was three, I think. I think I was three. And then I was homeschooled all the way in Gilroy. My mom just, like, wanted to be a mom and homeschool us. And so then she's, like you know, doing it all. My dad was like just a pastor of this little church and it was like that like hometown story. So anyways, that's where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> the garlic, yeah, there's garlic queens. They have a guy that dresses up like a big garlic uh-huh. cube. Cube? What are they? Gar- garlic clove. <laughs> <laughs> garlic cube. It's just like one cube of garlic walking around. It is, it is the best place to grow up. But it gets, like, a bad rap because it's hot. Mm. And it could be ghetto sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You got to have that balance in there. But earlier when we were talking about there was some good food fights. There was some girl, girl like, good girl fights that you'd be like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Summer's fighting with Amber. Oh, my gosh. Over, you know, Dave. And then someone would throw an Classic oatmeal names. in a fight. <laughs> <I know>. Oatmeal. <laughs> I love Gilroy. I, everyone hates on it. Everyone who goes to Gilroy, like, they're like, oh, what are we going to do here? But if you live there, you end up falling in love, and you're going to end up back in Gilroy. So all the people that graduate thinking, I'm finally out of here, they will be back. Just watch. Mm. Try and find an apartment there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so, grew up in Gilroy, went yeah. to school to Gilroy, and then, you know, did you end up going to school afterwards or Yeah. How did how did you leave? <laughs> how did I leave? Well, I had this like actually crazy experience because I was homeschooled all the way through ninth grade. And then that was the same time that homeschoolers could not play sports anymore because they used to allow homeschoolers to play sports in the high school. And then that year, they're like, no, you have to go to the high school in order to play sports. Mm. So my mom was like, you know, she's all freaking out because she's like high school. It's like real school. We used to call it real school because <laughs> <laughs> our school definitely wasn't real. <laughs> it would be like, I would be like, mom, I don't know anything about science. She'd be like, I don't know you either. <laughs> I don't know either. Like, I'm going to have to go to real school. <laughs> yeah. So I went to a real school, Gilroy High. It used to be the only high school there. And so I went there sophomore, junior, senior year. And I was a soccer player, went to play soccer and golf. Ended up not doing either of them. Played field hockey instead. Like, fell in love with the sport. And, um, and I got recruited, like, my senior year to all these different schools. So I was like, I don't even know what recruited is. I don't even know what that means. Like, I was like, you know, I don't even know if I have the grades. Like, it was just, like, all this new stuff. Like, I'm homeschooled. Yeah. Like, I'm Katie. K- what was her name? Katie Heron? Katie Heron. <laughs> I'm from Africa. I mean, Gilroy. She's <laughs> like, I'm from Michigan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. <laughs> so, I, I'm in school, and I, like, this, I, like the most scholarship I got offered, like a full ride scholarship to UC Davis. So I was like, well, I Ooh. guess I'll go there. Like, that sounds fun. 
thankfully it's in the middle of the nowhere. <laughs> so <laughs> the story ends up working out, even though it's devastated. The coach calls me like after, right before I'm, this is my senior year. The coach calls me and she's like, hey, I didn't know you were a junior. And I was like, no, I'm for sure a senior. And she was like, yeah, your credits only count towards your, all the way, like, I only have your freshman, sophomore, junior credits. And I was like, what? Super confused. Apparently, like, because I transferred in after, because I was a fr- uh, homeschooled as a freshman, like, that year didn't count. Whoa. Nobody told me. Like, nothing, No, nobody told me. Uh. So this, these are my options. They're like, you could stay back a year in high school and not graduate, or you can go to a junior college but you can't transfer to a four-year for three years so it's like these weird requirements anyways I decided to stay back a year so I can finish my senior year over again and it was the it ended up like being the worst year of my life just because I watched all my friends graduate and then I had to take all these freshman classes because those are the classes that they wanted me to redo And it was like, (laughs) I I said this out loud in the roastery the other day. I had this girl, these these girls bully me from the freshman class. (laughs) Kids are mean. They were bullies. Kids are mean. Brian's like, so wait, let me let me hear this again. You were a senior and these freshman girls were bullying you. I was like, yeah, because kids are mean. They're mean. (laughs) So uh, anyways. I didn't get to go to Davis because they like called and said, actually, we now made a mistake because you stayed back a year. You can't play field hockey for like three years. It became this whole mess. Oh. So I was devastated. Basically stayed back for no reason. Graduated. And now I'm screwed. Like colleges won't accept me because I'm a fifth year senior technically. Yeah. And I was oh, like, at the lame. point where I know, so it was like, this is like this weird, this is so weird. Like, what am I doing? You know, like I had that, like I'm graduating with this class. I don't even know. Now I can't go to college. I can go to a junior college, which for some reason, when you're 18 years old, you're like, I can't go to a junior college. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. yeah. You know, when everybody's yeah. going to four years, like, where are you going to school? Yep. And you're like, oh, I understand that I'm, so much. It's the worst. Yeah. So what did I do? I signed myself away for eighty thousand dollars of loans. <laughs> I was like, I'm so I can go to a four year. <laughs> Cause I am going to a four year. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just so I can say it. So I got into this like private school in Southern California in Newport Beach. Um and like got away from Gilroy thinking like I just need to get away you know because it's Gilroy and I got away and um yeah it that's like my transfer I guess I'm like I went from this like broken weird spot in my whole life and I'm like I'm just gonna move and get out of Gilroy and see what happens and I fell in love with Southern California it was really cool it's really nice there for a time yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keyword for a time. Could I go back there now? No. Visit. I can visit. Two days, three days, but a week. The thing week. is, you can't visit two or three days. That's the problem because That's there's so much traffic. Oh yeah. You're in the car for two <laughs> out of the three days. <laughs> yep. It's true. Yep. Mm. Very true. It's the worst. But 
it all I mean it's all part of your story that's why I'm like I was saying earlier I'm like do I really want to share like you know like say all this but it's like no that's I don't know. I had this weird, crazy situation happen in high school. Yeah. Where I got held back <laughs> as it a was, senior. And it wasn't even, like, up to you. Or no, like it wasn't my fault. Exactly. That's what I meant to say. And yeah. then I heard that, like, it happened to a ton of homeschoolers that year. So I wasn't the only one. But, of course, when you're 17, 18 years old, you're like, you I'm a super senior. And everyone thinks I'm stupid. But really, it's this whole long reason that I can't even explain because it's so complicated. Yeah. That's so, the worst. I know. But... It was, it's all, it's all good. I don't know. That's how I got out of Gilroy. I don't even know if that was a question. No, it was. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you, you, how did you get out? And then you went to school and then yeah. Southern California, Newport Beach. Yeah. How, it was just the beach how was that? No, it was good. It was like, I needed to get away from my family. I needed to get away from being a small town. I go to this, like, now I'm living in Newport Beach where... It's like really pretty. It's nice. I'm on my own. I bought a bike. That was like one of the first things I did. I like went down there and I'm like, I'm going to buy a bike so I can just like get away whenever I want. <laughs> so I'm on my cruiser. I'm like, I'm so Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Like waving at people I don't know. And I'm just going, going, going. And then I realized, I, I don't know what time it is. I need to check my phone. And my phone was dead. So I was like, oh, shoot. I don't even know where I am. I, don't, I was just in a daze. End up at Seal Beach, and I was like 40, like 30 miles or something. I don't even know how far it is. 30 miles is a lot. I'm over-exaggerating right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I like end up going to a grocery store. I'm like, hi, I'm looking for Newport. They're like, are you going back on your bike? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to ride it back. <laughs> and they're like, you're, you're like so far away from Newport. You need to like... You just need to take that one way and go all the way back. So I, like, went back, got home at, like, 12 o'clock at night. Oh, my gosh. I should never do this again. <laughs> this is why I don't leave Gilroy. <laughs> Gilroy's so small. <laughs> and then um, met my $80,000 husband, Jordan Smith. Oh. <laughs> He's worth mostly every penny. <laughs> 75000 of it. <laughs> Aww. But it was worth it. All worked out. Now I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's been a great podcast. <laughs> oh, oh this is so good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, getting hot over here. So, <coughs> did you guys met in Southern California? Got married in Southern California? No, we got married in Gilroy. <laughs> it all goes back. <laughs> it's coming full circle. I know. This place is magical. Yeah, so basically, we met. I felt. Another funny story. I'm full of stories right now. <laughs> riding my bike. <laughs> I was riding my bike, talking to my mom. If you ever see me on the phone, usually I'm talking to my mom. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, stop calling me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm bored. <laughs> Talk to me. So I'm riding on the on my bike in the parking lot. Nobody's in the parking lot. And I was like, you know, going through the white lines on the bike and fell over. Like, tangled up my legs are tangled up in my bike my mom was like what was that i was like i just felt like hold on because the phone's you know far away yeah and i'm laying on the ground talking on the phone because i was too lazy to get up my legs are still tangled in in the bike and jordan was on a run didn't know him at the time he had no shirt on it was like he was finishing his run and he had <laughs> super long hair like <laughs> that's so huge weird hair. <laughs> it's really weird now because he's is almost bald. 
And he waved. Like, he probably thought, this girl's laying on the ground, tangled up in a bike, on the phone. <laughs> and he kind of, like, waved awkwardly. And I waved back, and I told my mom. I was like, yeah, oh, my gosh, this hot guy just ran by and totally waved at me. And the next day, he came up. He's like, hey, were you in the parking lot? <laughs> like, tangled up on you. Are you okay? <laughs> like oh yeah no it was cool i was just laying <laughs> hanging out <laughs> from then we just like kind of saw each other kind of said hi and then we met randomly again in gilroy it was like this weird thing he was visiting a friend i was hanging out with a friend and the love story started from there nice so then you guys relocated to this general yeah. area we got married he was finishing his master's in teaching. I was finishing up college. I went back to college. I took a year off. <clears throat> I was doing psychology, and then I was like, you know what? I want to be a nurse. <laughs> and then kind of double majored for a, a while and got, like, a psychology pre-nursing degree. And we left Southern California, moved up to Sacramento, where he could finish his master's in teaching. And... Um, yeah, he, we both did, like, teaching for a while. I was, like, applying to all these schools everywhere for nursing. It was taking a long time to see whether I was going to get in or not. So I And I wanted to have the same schedule as him. So we both, like, decided, well, I'll just, like, try substituting while you're teaching. And they hired, they needed, a, they needed like, a long-term sub. And that's how I got hired as a teacher from, like, a long-term sub. I took a couple tests. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm a teacher now. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get into school. So it was kind of nice. It was like, oh, shoot, I didn't get into nursing school. What am I going to do? But I'm a teacher right now. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll just be a teacher. <laughs> and I did that for a couple of years just because I wanted the same schedule as Jordan. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. We both taught seventh grade. And um, it was, like, the hardest but most fun job ever because you're dealing with like actually insane human beings <laughs> like seventh graders are like actually insane one day this girl came into class like hysterically i was like hysterical like i was convinced there was a death in her family and i was like oh my gosh like this is it this is where i'm gonna like have to comfort this girl like she just found out obviously that her mom or dad died probably both by the way she was crying and she was like <laughs> couldn't get the words out of her mouth like she's like Gigi won't talk to me anymore <laughs> she was devastated over a friend so of course oh. I'm 100% involved it's like oh my gosh it's like okay like we're gonna figure this out like you know her and Gigi are best friends mm -hmm. and then the next day I you know of course I'm up all night crying I'm so sad that Bianca and Gigi aren't friends anymore. Oh, no. I was, like, devastated. I was, like, going to email their parents. Oh. And they come back, and I'm, like, waiting for, you know, Bianca to come into class. And uh, she comes in. She's, like, on Snapchat. Like, <laughs> anyways, like, and I was, like, Bianca, like, are you okay? I've been thinking about you all night. And she's, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, what do you mean? No. I was, like, you you were upset yesterday. And she's, like, oh, yeah, we're cool. I, we, we made up, like, five minutes after that. I was like, dude, you guys are psycho. <laughs> you cannot be crying that hard. Fully affect my life and then come back the next day and be best friends. That is seventh grade in a nutshell. Honestly, yeah. I remember. Like, do you, Were you like that in seventh no. grade? No. No. I was a new kid in middle school. 
From, so, so did you move and then go to like middle school? Like I don't get. Yeah, I went to a different school in sixth grade, and in seventh grade That's I went to tough. a different school. Yeah. Tell me about it. Oh my gosh, I know that kid. That's it takes, <laughs> it takes a while for them to get like yeah the right friend group. Yeah, and they usually start in the wrong friend group. Did you do that? Did you start in the wrong friend group and then realize, oh shoot, I think these are like the mean girls, or oh shoot, these are like the weird kids? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I didn't really feel that way. I felt more like. Man, I don't know anyone. Yeah. Because, like, for my whole life, there was a lot of change in my life when I was in 6th, 7th grade. So, I think this was, like, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. And I I just went from, like, all of a sudden I grew up with all these people and I'm surrounded by everyone I knew. They knew yeah. me since I was a baby. All of a sudden, like, that literally just felt, like, super, like... Cut off. Aggressive, like... That's over. Yeah. New start. Literally, like, night and day. And I was just like, oh, man. I went to a middle school where we wore uniforms. Whoa. And then the next, the school I moved to, we didn't. So I had no sense of fashion. No. Also, I'm 12. I obviously had no oh, sense of fashion. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know what's, what's clothes. <laughs> oh, no. I just buy whatever my mom buys me from the yeah. discount store. Oh, no. And, uh... So that was weird. It's hard in middle school. Yeah. And it was like, I went to a better school and like, it was all like, I think my parents wanted what was best for me. Yes, totally. And so, yeah, I went to that school. So I was the quiet kid. Mm -hmm. I didn't say much, which if you know me now is kind of shocking to hear. Well, actually, that's the same with me. I didn't like, I didn't really talk in high school either in mostly high school because that's when I was around people yeah (laughs) so from seventh grade I would say up until the middle of 10th grade so from 12 years old up until 16 oh dang I was pretty quiet and just kind of like seeing where I fit Mm -hmm. or just like like not causing any trouble with anyone like I'm just here figuring it out like doing my thing want to be friends no that's cool I'll just go make friends over yeah. here. Um, but it was actually not necessarily like running into like bullies or into the wrong friend group. I would say it's super weird because the schools I went to, from my experience, I didn't really experience like clicks. Everyone was kind of cool with each other. Was it a small school? No, it oh, was a public so- school. Oh, really? Yeah, but that's the that's neighborhood better, itself is like kind of quiet and like not much going on either so the friends that i did end up making like we like finished seventh grade then eighth grade then went into high school and we were like still friends and all this stuff then i did sports yeah and then so all my friends were cheerleaders what yeah all my friends were cheerleaders and i cannot see that oh it was super weird and then all i was also friends with like a bunch of guys and so when we got to high school I like mix the group, kind of merged them together, okay. and then we were all like a cluster of friends. And then guys, I was so like, basically, you were in the popular group because cheerleaders and guys. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, the popular group. But then, like, also too, I was like, oh, I'm gonna start doing like water polo and swimming. And so then I had my own friend group in there, and I started hanging out with them with more. So were you like the floater, where you had like you just floated from like group to group to group, like during lunch? I think I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I was, 
kind of cool with everyone. Yeah. And then that's I said, a good, some... "That's a good person, right there." <laughs> I guess so. Jordan was the floater. He and <laughs> I was just like in my own like like my group. But Jordan would always say, "Like, yeah, I had multiple groups. I was friends with the baseball players. You know, the skaters. yeah, I guess so." And. Which yeah, is funny this... because you have like a similar personality. Like I always said, Jordan will be should be like the mayor of whatever city he's <laughs> in because he literally knows everyone. Like at his work, there's 300 people there, and like I'll be walking with Jordan, and there's like this random person that like looks like he's never left his office ever in his whole <laughs> life. He's like, oh hey Jordan, I'm like, how do you possibly know that guy? He's like, that's Dave. Dave's the Dave's my friend. <laughs> and I'm like. I guess we are so. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, I literally probably know everybody at this company. And it's like, that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I just the remember. Floater personality. I remember when I started speaking, <laughs> I guess, mm-hmm. was I was already like in the team, like I had grown close to all the girls. Yeah. And I said something funny, I guess, during practice. And one of my friends was like, oh, my gosh, you're so funny. You should, like, say stuff more often. And Wait, I was like, you're funny. I was like, oh, okay. And then from then on, I was also, like, the funny one. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, it's sick. I know that that is, like, a weird feeling when all of a sudden, like, I, I remember that moment, like, in a field hockey. I think I started singing a song, like, jokingly around. Yeah. And the seniors were like, oh, you're funny. Or you, you could sing, like, sing for me. And then it would be like, oh, I would do some stupid skit. Yeah. And then it's like, I think I'm out of my shell right now. Yeah, that's how it felt. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I think I feel... I think I'm kind of... I think I'm there now. I think I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I'm not and, afraid. Uh, yeah. That's funny. I wanted to be the floater. I was too... I don't know. In high school, I think I always thought I was super weird. Because I was like, I'm the... Oh, home. I was so weird. But I, I kind of just like kept it to myself. Yeah. I think I agree. I was super weird, but I also felt like... All these kids are actually cool. Like, yeah. I'm just faking it right now. And I think... Yeah. It, I don't know. I And then, yeah, you just, like, get put in random moments where you're just, like... I could probably shine right now. And then you have that little moment <laughs> of, like... I think I'm kind of funny. I think right now I'm I'm rolling. Yeah. <laughs> and then you graduate from high school and then you have to start from zero. You're like, in it hard. <laughs> living in the Oh, my world. gosh. Don't even right now. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I uh, I I try not to be Uncle Rico because I can go back to high school times. So oh, quick. you don't want to be Uncle Rico. No, I don't um. want to be Uncle Rico. But also, also, the first three years of high school was so fun for me. Oh, so I'm I want to sure. talk about it all the time. And Jordan's like, Uncle Rico's out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, back in back in '89. <laughs> throw football over those mountains like that's how i feel like you don't even know i was good at field hockey you don't even know jordan's like oh that's cool that was also 10 years ago (laughs) (laughs) shout out to jordan keeping it real keeping me grounded (laughs) um so (sighs) growing up or now throughout this whole time yeah who would you say has been an influential person throughout your journey or what has been an influential moment in your life? Oh, man. I don't know. It's kind of like I could easily say. Or both. Yeah. I can easily. There's probably both because I think like my mom and my dad are for sure like in the influential units in my life constantly. 
Because I think of what their what their story is and like the trials and tribulations they have gone through. So it's like easy to be like, oh man, like right now I feel like my life is really hard, but I instantly go back to like my parents' relationship and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like they've done so much. Like my when I was like what three, my dad got diagnosed with cancer and it ended up becoming this ten year extreme battle to where I had to like we our whole family moved to Seattle and he was diagnosed with he was like diagnosed with a rare type of leukemia. So they and at the time everything was experimental. So like the treatments that he had were all like you're most you're going you're going to die, but we're just gonna like try to help you live. Like it wasn't like a thought. Like they're like you're you're gonna die because it's so rare what you have. And he was adopted, so my dad was adopted, so he couldn't have like blood relatives help him. Yeah. So the closest people that were like a match for my dad was us, the kids, and he wouldn't want to like take any donor. Like he didn't want his kids to be the donor because if he was going to die, then it would be easy to be like, oh, I didn't save my dad's life if we were the donor or something, you know? They end up finding this donor, North Carolina, donated all this blood, did this experimental transplant. It worked. He gets diagnosed with, like, aspergillus, which is, like, basically a big infection and almost dies from that. And it's, like, all these different scenarios that my, like, my dad went through, you know, and... It was like life and death every day. You never knew whether, if I'm going to go visit my dad today, if he was going to be alive or if he was going to be dead. And it was all these, like, crazy, really scary situations from 3 to 10, you know? Like, those were my childhood years. But the whole time I watched my mom, like, stick right there. And he went into Seattle with 11 other guys who had, like, almost similar types of cancer who maybe five or six of them were married and, like, all got a divorce. Like, the, the they couldn't stay together because it's so traumatic. You mm-hmm. know, like, when you're going through cancer, you're going through something, it's like, yeah, I'll be there for you. But in the long haul, like, every day is really hard. Mm-hmm. So I watched my parents go through that. And then I've, like, years later, he survives, but then he has a heart attack, you know. And then I watched my parents go through that again. So now it's like oh my gosh, my dad's having all these little health issues, but I'm watching them do it together. So it was like, oh man. Sorry, there's something in my eye. I'm not crying. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's cool. I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's like, that's, there's been so many times in that that has like influenced the person that I am today because it's like, I think it's, I was even telling Jordan today, I was like, why do you got to be so negative? You know, like you're so negative. But I think I always look at, I try to look at the positive in life. I try to, even though it's very hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm choosing to have a freaking good day. I'm choosing that freaking <laughs> right now, freaking frick. <laughs> I'm going to have a freaking good day. <laughs> it's like, I think you're having a meltdown. <laughs> It's hard because when you look at your parents and you've seen what they've gone through, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm complaining about something so stupid. So that's, like, always influenced. I mean, my dad, even now, like, is still battling the effects of cancer. 
He's totally blind. He can't see right now because he has like like ulcers in his eyes from the aftermath of cancer. It's been, what, 20 years? So I'm watching my mom guide my dad around everywhere, and I'm like, he's still not complaining. My dad does not complain. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why the heck am I freaking complaining today? When I'm watching this man go through so much, and he's just like, so, Lex, did you hear the Giants won last night? Like, it was a crazy game. And you're just like, Dad, you can't see. Like, you're literally, like, you're literally sick and, you know, all these things. But he's so happy, you know? So I think, like, I can go down through that whole list of, like, my parents, totally influential people. But then I also think of, like, okay, the influential moment in my life was me not getting in or me getting held back in high school or when my best friend got paralyzed from the neck down. Then you're just like, that changed my life. That's influenced me to become a better person. And then or like you go back and it's like, oh, my dad having a heart attack. That was a little traumatizing. So I switched schools so I can be closer to my family. And it's like these big moments in my life has like completely changed. And like like you said earlier, when you fell off your bike it's literally forced you all these really scary situations has like forced me to be a different person like I have had to stop you know and it's like my life first of all is valuable and (laughs) second of all I I want to be I don't want to be the person that I probably was on the path of becoming or I need to stop and reevaluate what's important what's not important and so there's been like a lot of different moments I would say they've been unfortunately not like the happiest moments yeah that's super real (laughs) it's like getting hit by a car on your bike it's like (laughs) almost needed to happen so I can like stop and reevaluate everything but it's been like the best journey I always like look back and I'm like I don't know I'm supposed to be here um I'm like I was chosen to be here in this moment at this time so I'm going to take that and run with it you know yeah like I was that person that was chosen to be in this moment at this time so am I gonna stop and complain and say what was me or am I going to I'm gonna high five the person next to me and be like so you want to do this yeah let's let's get up after getting hit by a car <laughs> <laughs> it all goes back to getting hit by a car because that was a pretty crazy story you got it put that in there somehow (laughs) see what i can do (laughs) edit in there (laughs) that's really yeah that's really brave of you though and like really noble because i feel like not everyone will take that approach into like viewing hardship and adversity like that it's so hard and so like (laughs) i i get what you said how it's like yeah all these negative things or all these things that happened weren't necessarily good but i'm in a weird way happy about them oh my gosh so much happy and yeah. also it's like i almost feel like that's that's really valuable and that's also says a lot about you and your personality mm. so like thank you I, i'm not trying to tell you what to do but <laughs> no. i feel like you should be proud of that i know i i should be i should i don't know i just think i look at it like i think you are i'm not saying i'm not saying so you're negative. not either. yeah i yeah. think i don't want to ever like, talk about it like to people like or if someone's complaining and be like, oh, I totally understand. My best friend got paralyzed. <laughs> like, and then be like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Sorry. You know, yeah. I don't want to turn no, yeah. and make it about me or something. But I don't know. It's 
I think all of those things too has helped me become relatable to people so I can talk to people, you know, like I would never be able to understand someone who's going through cancer if I hadn't gone through that experience myself, you know, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make it easy. It still sucks. You know, like you're yeah, just like, that's it's super still, real. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Oh, I still hated that. And I was still a messed up person. Like during those times, I probably wasn't nice to be around. So it forced me to be like, you're going to sit and complain, have your little pity party for a week, but now get over it and start moving forward, you know, Mm because like life is still going and you still have so much more than like other people in the world. (laughs) So it's like, don't sit and just think about how your life sucks. It does suck. Yeah. But it's okay. And that's, that's what I mean by like, that's really like courageous and brave of you because a lot of people, and that's, this is the reality don't take that viewpoint yeah oh totally so that's that's what i meant by like that's super that's really rad about you you. yeah i'm gonna go give myself a high five yeah go get yourself (laughs) some garlic ice cream girl you know i'm gonna go get that yogurt (laughs) (laughs) i gotta cut back on that yogurt (laughs) (laughs) little butterfinger topping oh man i want some yogurt so freaking good um (laughs) so from Everything you've been sharing with your moments, how has, when and how has your coffee journey been? Because you said earlier you were a teacher. (laughs) Yeah. And then now you work at Cat and Cloud. So, like, those aren't really, like, in the same (laughs) realm of things. That's a weird thing. (laughs) How how did you get here? I, yeah, um, you, I feel like it's really funny because you've seen that whole transition. (laughs) There's a lot of people that, like, I would come in before work, very mel- Uh, no, me and Jordan were, like, kind of on in the morning, weren't we? Did you, we- you guys were more on the, we like, oh, you guys were already awake. Okay, yeah. You weren't like, I need coffee. You oh, guys yeah, were yeah. very friendly, I remember. Okay. Very, okay, like, what's up? And, like, kind of knew us. Yeah. And wanted to see, like, how was that thing? So, yeah. there was a, you had built a relationship. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I know, because we were pretty miserable when we were teaching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always worried. I'm like, how were we? Um, yeah. So we were teaching, gosh, like for three or four years or something like that. Started. I never drank coffee. I didn't want. I was. My mom would say you were a tea drinker and it was disgusting. She would always say, I, I hate tea drinkers. They're so weird. They think they're better than people. <laughs> <laughs> She's like all those tea drinkers. She's like, you just think you're better than us, don't you? She was like, but, so no, anyways, I, um, I apparently got to the point with teaching that I needed caffeine, (laughs) and I was like, I'm gonna try this coffee, tried it, poison, straight poison, I was like, you guys drink this on purpose? I was like, this is, like, literally poison. (laughs) No wonder why everyone's addicted. It has to be some kind of drug in here. Like that, I there was no way I was gonna ever drink that ever again by myself. It was seriously gross. I don't know what. It must have been like, sorry, Starbucks. It must have been Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm never drinking this again. But I liked Cat and Cloud. That was the thing. I would go in there, get a white coconut cream tea, take it to go. I thought everyone was super nice. I was like, this place is nice. And I like that you guys stamped the cups. I was mm. like, this place is so nice and so humble. <laughs> they stamped their cups. <laughs> so I would go in there every morning, kind of depressed because we had work. 
and then <laughs> walk in. Usually Evelyn was there. Usually Kristen, Sam. Sam used to wear, I don't know if he still does, all of his mountain biking bracelets. Yeah. Does he still wear those? I think he wears a few. Oh, He'll like put them back the on otter. all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. And he, like, I asked Tanner one time when Abbott first opened. I went over there on, like, a weekend. I was like, I really want to like coffee so bad, but it's just disgusting. And can you get me, like, a transition drink? And Tanner made me a flat white with marshmallows. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A and lot of people go the mocha route, but I okay. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Flat white marshmallows. Loved it. I have a picture of it still on my phone. I was just looking through. It was like the first time. I didn't even Whoa. know. I was like, this is so cute. And oh my gosh, like I'm drinking coffee. I'm finally cool. I'm hipster. <laughs> <laughs> so hipster. <laughs> Life made. Follow me on my non Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag like it. Anyways, so I like loved that taste i was like this is actually good and then i went to portola and Kristen was like you should try we have this really good single origin you would really like it and it was like a guatemala and i i was like i'm gonna put a little bit of coconut milk in it put some coconut milk in it loved it i was like this is actually good she was like try a little bit with no coconut milk just to see if you like it i was obsessed I was obsessed. I'm like, I'm an adult. I'm drinking coffee. So I was just like, this place is super rad. I'm miserable in my job. I get yelled at by parents, administration. Students absolutely suck. <laughs> I was like, but I'm going to go to Cat and Cloud after work. <laughs> I'm just going to sit there and just be happy. Stare out the window. Not talk to Jordan. We wouldn't talk after work because we were that burnt out it's just hard like after you do it for so many years and I think now being a teacher it's the hardest I feel like it's the hardest time ever to be a teacher because the kids like are so used to being fed with information so fast they have their cell phones they're bored and it's like you have to keep them in they're like entertain me and if I'm not entertained I'm zoned out and you're the worst teacher ever yeah so I mean, it's a really noble job, and I think you really have to have a heart for it. I didn't necessarily have a heart <laughs> for it. I just did it because I wanted the same schedule as my husband, and I ended up doing it for a couple years. I was definitely the favorite teacher, I got to tell you. I was everybody's best friend. Did they learn everything? I don't think so. <laughs> I was Jack Black. Oh, oh my gosh. You would have been my favorite teacher. Like 100%. I don't want like, you to teach me. I want you to hang out with me. That's what I, all I did. I was like, guys, um, so as a warm-up, we're going to talk about our weekends. <laughs> 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 I want everybody to go down the room and tell me about your weekend. I'm like, oh, the bell's okay. Um, tomorrow we'll talk about science. See you guys later. <laughs> Then I'm like, oh shoot, what am I gonna do? For, what am I gonna do tomorrow? I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I gotta learn science first before I teach it. I hope my principal's listening. He was such a jerk. <laughs> Anyways, I end up going to Cat and Cloud. I'm sitting there. I had the worst day. Evelyn gives me a song, and I was just like, this place is super rad, and I hate my job. And me and Jordan were like, let's just take the plunge and let's quit. So we quit our jobs and we just decided to live and work in Santa Cruz. We wanted our goals was were to find a place we can ride our bike to because we just wanted to ride our bike every day. We wanted to find a place that we can work and ride our bike to and 
we just wanted to be happy. We didn't want to work in like miserable jobs. We wanted to be able to clock in and clock out and be done and like actually live life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jordan finally was like, he applied to Santa Cruz Bikes, got a job there. And he's like, where are you going to apply? I was like, I have no idea. Like, he's like, what do you like? I was like, I like hanging out with you. <laughs> he, he was like, let's figure out your hobbies. He's like, what do you do? He's like, I was like, you tell me. You tell me what I do. I don't know what I do. He's like, well, you cook dinner. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's because I have to. He's like, you're really good at grocery shopping. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now I hate you. <laughs> He's like, you like to watch TV. You like The Bachelor. I'm like, I hate my life. I'm such a loser. Anyways, we figured out that the only thing that made me happy was Cat and Cloud. So I was like, I'm just going to freaking do it. I'm going to apply. Left work one day, got an interview, came into work, and you were like, dude, you're the Lexi that's come." Do you remember that? I so remember all <laughs> I of this. I came in, like, yeah. super dressed up. Yeah, you look real cute. I Chris, do have to hey, say. thank you. Chris and Tana were, like, in cutoff shorts. <laughs> and, like, I'm literally in, like, a blazer or something. Yep. It was real cute, too. That's oh, a, fancy. Yeah. I think it was, like, a burnt orange or, like, a peach it color. It was. Yeah. Dude, your memory is freaking scary. I wasn't kidding. That's weird. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I went did a normal Cat and Cloud interview where you just basically do what we're doing now. <laughs> Have <laughs> a podcast. We basically just sit and talk about our lives. <laughs> I'm all over there, like, sitting up straight, and then they're like, so just tell me about yourself. <laughs> Tanner, you know, is like basically d- breaking your whole life story down. <laughs> <laughs> then I end up here and I love it. It's like the people are super cool. And I didn't know that like Jared and Chris are Jared and Chris. <laughs> so all of a sudden people are coming in from Russia, like super stoked to be here. Like you're stoked to be at this random coffee shop. <laughs> like this is Cat and Cloud. I've come all over the world to finally be here, and they're like taking pictures. And I realize, like, oh, I think I work at like not just a coffee shop, <laughs> but like I think I work like in a in this place that people are actually trying to do something. This is really weird. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, Chris is famous on YouTube. <laughs> That's my boss. <laughs> That's weird. Just realizing what you signed up for. That was I know that was a little scary. I remember, I think, if this is the day you guys decided to quit your jobs, I remember that, that day. That was the day. And I also remember the day you came into the interview. That's, that, and it was like a week apart, it felt like. I think so. It was very, no, it was probably, probably like a month apart, but. Yeah. There was a specific day that I'm like, I'm going to quit my job, and I went to Cat and Cloud. I don't think we were talking. We were just sitting there, and you literally walked, and you literally were like, so, do you like orange and blue and pink? <laughs> I was like, yes, I like all of those things, but I also want to die right now. <laughs> She's like, here's a song, and it happened to be, like, this r- perfect song. I don't even remember what it was. I still have the card. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's in my drawer, because I was like, I'm going to listen to this, and I put it right there in the drawer. I listened to it. Yeah. Probably cried hysterical, because I was very emotional back then. Oh. Yeah, and then I do remember, because, like, before your interview, Kristen was like, I'm going to go, like, get some food, um, but if we have two people who are going to interview, they start with L's, it's Levi <laughs> and Lexi, and if they come in, like, their drink is on us, and I was like, all right, and, like, cool, and, like, I didn't see when Levi came in, and then it was, I like, Lexi, Levi. I was like, Lexi, I was like, okay. 
And then you come and I was like, you're the Lexi that's so Luke. Weird. And then I forget who else was here. And we were both stoked. It was stoked. Brittany. Yeah, Brittany and Herman, I think. I think so. That's so weird. Loki, I was like, I really hope she gets this job because she's rad, you guys. I couldn't believe I was doing that. I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. But I'm working at this coffee shop. That's so cool. I know. I just, I felt like I wanted to still, I, I, the reason why I applied is because it made me happy, but also I felt like my favorite job in all of the world was working at Baskin Robbins when I was 15. Oh, I so remember this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because all you do is make people happy. The little kid will come up and like, they put their face against the window and they're like, I want that one. It's like pistachio. <laughs> I want pistachio. And I'm like, I'll give you freaking pistachio. You want a kid scoop, I'll give you a double because you're freaking cute. And then you give them a double scoop and their mom hates you, but they're happy. <laughs> That's all I want to do. They're going to get it yes. when they move out to go to college anyway. Yes. Yeah. I just wanted to make them happy. So now I feel like I work at the Baskin Robbins of coffee. Ooh. I like how that making, sounds. It's just like giving ice cream cones of love to people. But it's coffee. But it's freaking coffee. And it's not it's good poison. And it just makes you feel a lot more awake. <laughs> I feel like you answered the I question. Was like, what about this place makes it special to you? You answered like it, it how you apply this to your personal life. Like, you did the work for me already. That's wow. That's super sick. And welcome to this week's podcast. <laughs> for real. And like, <laughs> that's super impactful of like how. I, I don't a know. Weird like, journey. Yeah. Like, w I mean, jump in with how what you think about this. But it's like, again, what we were talking about before meeting people where they're at yeah. in their journey. You yeah. don't know what people are going through. Oh my gosh. And I had no real idea what you were experiencing, you and Jordan. But I yeah. just saw like you guys coming into the cafe and you know trying your best to like be nice and like you know have that conversation yes. and be like very nice and like oh we talk to these people all the time but we're not really having a good day I know. and i just every day we were like miserable and I you guys would just change that <laughs> i saw that and now all i could do was like i know they don't really need coffee but like i still want to help them what yeah. can i do and yeah so i did what i did and that was enough for you to be like, I love this place. Yeah. It was like the game changer moment. Like, why am I wasting so much time in investing in these students when, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. It was just like the hardest, hardest, hardest job ever because you just feel like zero every day. You feel like a zero every day. It's never good enough. And then you walk into this like tiny little coffee shop and they're just like instantly val. It felt, you felt cared for you're like i feel far away from home i want my mom everything sucks oh. but then you walk in they're like hey like hey here's a song hey thinking about you guys yesterday or like sam even remembering my name or sometimes i would he, sam would walk up with like a cup of marshmallows because he remembered i used to have marshmallows in my flat whites and then i stopped that and he would just be like here you go the secrets between us and like give me a cup of marshmallows and you're just like you remembered i had marshmallows when i first started coming here you know like there's so many little things and it's like that weird feeling like this coffee shop totally changed me and now like we me and jordan even said like when we were teachers we would never have thought ever of having kids because it was so hard and our jobs were 
24 hours a day and it just everything revolved and now it's like right when we got these jobs it was like this they like these these bosses allowed us to like care for ourselves and like think about ourselves and then it's like oh I guess we can have a life oh I guess we can have a family mm-hmm. like we can like be our ourselves again you know yeah. and it's so weird that this yeah. like little place has like allowed us to do that given us that opportunity it's like I'll always live in my one bedroom apartment but it's worth it <laughs> you know it's worth it so it's it's easy too when like you're in the thick of it like you like you even said when you fell off your bike <laughs> I can go back to that story super fell <laughs> like yeah or got hit by a car like life was so hard it's easy to go like in the mundane of things and just feel like everything sucks and even when you're working at cat and cloud you can feel that way you know Mm -hmm. like my life is still hard at work and outside of work but for some reason when i go in i'm i have like these really cool people that i work with that care about me and like it's easy to gain perspective if you just like go to the cafe and sit there and look at the people that you work with Actually, you can't even go to the cafes when you're off because you just end up hanging out with everybody that you <laughs> For <work> sure. <laughs> yeah. Just don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. So it's been, it's been a real journey. It's funny that you've been a part of it the whole time. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, I'm getting teary I know. I feel that way too. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so weird. No one's ever seen me cry. No. Uh, but no, it's good. It's just like. It's all about freaking perspective. <laughs> it really is. And we're in the back of this little coffee shop. Like, yeah. Where we all started. I mean, I, I feel like most of the time I kind of help people navigate what this place means yeah. to them. But you like already knew from day one. And that was weird. I actually, when I say this place is the only place that makes me happy and then to go into orientation and it was like, our mission is to make people happier than we found them. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And then to think about that was my job that I loved working at Baskin Robbins was because it made people happy. And I found a grown up version of Baskin Robbins, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Now I don't work at ice cream shops, but I work at a coffee shop. That's literally their mission. I always, like, think that's the craziest freaking thing ever. Because I would tell everybody, I was like, I'm just going to go and serve ice cream again. Because I got to make people happy. And that's, like, that's so crazy. This is the mission statement of the company that I work at. But I'm freaking screwed forever. Because now I'm never going to be able to find a job with that same mission (laughs) statement. So I'm like, dang it, Cat and Cloud, you suckered me in. (laughs) I'm freaking screwed. I signed up for life. I know. I was like, I was supposed to be a nurse. (laughs) What the heck? My parents are like, you have eighty thousand dollars in loans. I'm like, yeah, but I love making people happy. <laughs> yeah, and you could always do that in think apply that in any sense. I know. So. Yeah. This was really this was cool. Nice. Yeah. We should do this more often. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing like such a oh. really beautiful story. I'm sorry. It can be dramatic. I'm sorry, no. Th- I was like, I te- when you texted me about it, I was like, oh, shoot. I don't know if you want me to go down that route. <laughs> I'm here for it. You heard yeah. kind of a little bit of mine. Yeah. Um, it's coming soon. <laughs> it's coming soon, folks. Final question is, 
who is a favorite artist of yours right now? Like a musician? Musician or um, painter, illustrator? Oh cook, no! This actor? is so annoying because everybody at Cat and Cloud is cool. Um, but I'm asking you. What do I listen to? Like, I think I don't know. I'm not educated in like art <laughs> or, <laughs> science. <laughs> or science or latin um i would have to say <laughs> i think right now i'm on a super big paramore kick yes yes <laughs> Sorry. yes Haley williams is so good oh my gosh i'm so happy because i wasn't gonna bring it up for you but i love I've we only been, known you. Know we only Paramore. know you because you love Paramore. I love Paramore. <laughs> I was watching an interview of her yesterday, and I was like, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Haley Williams, if you're out there, I love you. And I will always love her. Oh. Okay? So, don't judge. I'm not judging you at all. But I do like Colby Kelly. I listen to her <laughs> when I'm feeling like, um, Hawaiian. <laughs> when I'm being like, ah, I'm like, why? I'm gonna put my hair, I'm gonna split it down the middle, and I'm gonna put Coley Kelly on. <laughs> it's so I'm gonna cute. wear like a white dress. <laughs> I'm gonna get a flat white with marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.